0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match, limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host Evan Roberts. On today's edition of Rico Bronya, we will not bitch about Brandon Drury signing with the Angels. We will not bitch about J.D. Martinez signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. We will not fret over Seth Lugo leaving the New York Mets to try his hand at being a starting pitcher for the San Diego Padres. We may spend a few minutes on Adam Adavino coming back, but obviously the headline is, is what shook the baseball world. The headline that shook my world, that shook Hoffman's world, that shook every single person's listening right now's world, and that is the stunning development that Carlos Correa will indeed be a New York Met. This is obviously not an instant reaction. Uh, Pete and I had a whole day to do sports talk radio in New York City and let it digest, and I'll explain that. So when I found out the news at 6 a.m., and I told this story briefly on the air, uh, I found out because my phone had a Fox News alert, and I'm not saying a Fox Sports alert, a Fox News alert, and it said Carlos Correa picks new team after snag with Giants. That was the headline, or something of that nature. So in the 30 seconds between me reading it and then seeing the inside of it, I didn't even think about my team, which is crazy. And I don't know if it's because I just first woke up. And so maybe my brain wasn't wired correctly, but I quickly clicked on the link expecting the Minnesota Twins, uh, expecting the Baltimore Orioles. Not, Not really, but you know what I mean? Like anybody. I didn't think the Mets. And I click on the link or I scroll it or I swipe it, whatever I did. I get to the story. And as soon as I see Mets, I screamed the F word at the top of my lungs because I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was genuinely stunned. And from there, I go to my text message, which has had i blown up over the last few hours. From there, I'm text. Actually, Hoff already texted me. I think you, When did you find out about this?
1: So I woke up um, like just before six, maybe like 530 whatever it was. And I never get up that early. I'm usually up around six, but like it was, it was five a.m. hour, and I got a text from Michael Fliegelman, who was, you and Evan better record Rico Bronya right now, <laughs> and that's all he texted. And I'm like, what? What the hell does that mean? So then I went to my Twitter account, and I'm like, oh, sh- oh boy, we got some news.
0: Yeah, because when I went to my phone, I saw a message from you. I saw a message from numerous people, and I, obviously, I'm stunned. You know, I I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong and I have been very, very wrong about the pursuit of Correa, how serious they were. And and I think I even mentioned the last time we talked about this, that I assumed any interest in Correa was a short-term deal. Like I I am floored that they were really interested in a long-term deal. And obviously the way this thing fell apart with the Giants and then quickly got back together with the Mets, I'm stunned. So I think for the first part of finding out about this at 6 a.m., I was just absolutely floored. And look, I could not record a Rico. Uh, Pete was going to work, so he had a good excuse. My voice, and you can kind of hear it now, it's not 100%, was shot at 6 a.m. Like, for whatever reason, waking up has been difficult for my voice. It takes, it I don't know, an hour or two to get revved up. And so I knew early on that, Unfortunately, if you wanted an instant reaction, there were other great places to get it. I thought Boomer and Geo did a fine job. You guys eventually got around to talking about it, Tiki and Tyranny, but you had to take that Iron Judge press conference. And obviously, I did the show with Craig, and we talked a lot about it. It was just one of those things because of timing. We weren't going to be able to do it instant. So we'll do a nice pot about it tonight. Obviously, it's not instant. We're, not, we're still stunned, but it's not the moment of being stunned. So I always tell people about this. Timing is everything. Uh, if I had been up at 3 a.m., I would have totally called Pete. I would have rang his phone to <laughs> the hook and said, get up, bitch. Let's record.
1: <laughs> Calling people bitches like crazy today. What's up with that? I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. Can I ask you a serious question, though? Because Rewind because you woke up. You see the Fox alert. First of all, yeah. what's going on? Like You turn off all these other alerts. Why is Fox the only one that's going through? And why is it still in sports? I don't, I, I don't get that. But we'll get to that in a second. Real question. Rewind. Like when you started to, did you not start looking through the tea leaves about Carlos Correa? Or I know I was texting you actually when you were at the Knicks game, and I was like, Correa thing, it's not happening. Like something's up yeah. here. Did you not think at all that that something big was going to happen? So
0: a couple of things. First of all, to to answer the question on why I was only getting Fox News alerts, <laughs> there's a really good answer. I think you guys will understand. I DVR so much sports. Uh, based on just the hours of when I get home, based on trying to maintain a healthy life with my family, that I don't want sports updates on my phone that can spoil the many times I DVR. So the only updates I get on my phone are news updates. And whether it's Fox or it's Drudge or it's NBC or whatever I uh, apply to, I honestly, Washington Post, like there's a lot of news outlets that I subscribe to and I'll get news updates because news I... Don't mind being spoiled about it. I'd like to know what's going on in the world. So that's why I don't get sports updates. I think that's a, a fair reason because I DVR so much that more times than not, it's just going to spoil what I'm probably DVRing. So I do get a lot of news updates and occasionally, and I give Fox credit for this, Fox News gives more sports without giving stuff away than any other news department. Because think about it. The headline they sent me was, New team gets Carlos Correa. Didn't tell me what team got Carlos. Even the headline didn't tell me what team got Carlos Correa. So that's the explanation for why I had a news update on my phone and no sports update. Uh, As far as the tea leaves with Correa, when the press conference was canceled, and I think I mentioned this at the end of the Carton and Robert show, it was worth keeping an eye on. No question about it, but I still figured – not knowing the details, obviously, of what happened, they're going to work things out. Because more times than not, when a player and a team come to an agreement, even if there's some kind of mini snafu, they usually work through it. Uh, Whether it was a difference in money or maybe a difference in years or maybe a difference in guarantees, I didn't think he would get back to just being a full-fledged free agent. And there was no report of that either. It wasn't hey, there's a snag between Correa and the Giants, and he's back to being a full-blown free agent. Because that would have definitely put the antenna off, considering Steve Cohen confirmed with his interview with the New York Post that he had made a big offer for him. So I think the reason why it wasn't you know, in my mind as like a lead thing to worry about was I just figured the Giants and Correa were going to work things out. Now, obviously more details have come out over the last day, Uh, certainly as this day broke, and one of which is that the Giants never contacted Boris again, which I think is fascinating, that they had concerns about his medicals, and we'll get into that coming up. And Scott said, "Uh, okay, well, I'm going to negotiate with other teams, rightfully so. And it's almost as if the Giants were done, where the Giants had cold feet. Now, whether they had cold feet about the medicals or they just reconsidered, Giving Correa the contract that they gave him? I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get the answer on that because the Giants are not giving information. The Giants released a two-sentence statement today that ended with, we wish Carlos luck, all the luck. So I don't know if the Giants are ever going to come clean about it. And in Boris's case, he's already said, look, it was an old medical issue. It's not related to the back, which is certainly something that I think we've all wondered about because Carlos has a back history. We all know about that. It's not related to the back. He doesn't think it's serious. Obviously, the Mets don't think it's serious because you have Cohen already confirming the signing even before he had his physical. And here's the real thing to keep an eye on. Besides the Giants is the Twins. Because the Minnesota Twins are the team that knows his body the best right now. They had him last year. He was on the Twins. And they made him a very, very big offer. I think the offer they made was 10 years, $285 million, Which for the Twins, I mean, holy crap. That's a, And it's not far off from what the Mets offered. In fact, it's more money per year. It's just two less years. So I don't know what the medical concern is. The fact it's not the back is huge because that's the medical concern you'd have. And to Cohen's credit, when he saw an opening, he jumped right in. And I know for a guy like you, Pete, who looked at this entire offseason and said, yeah, this is good. Yeah, that's good. You wanted the bat. And listen, man, we could nitpick Carlos Correa's game all day.
1: They got the bat. Oh, they did, and and it's crazy because I'm sitting. You and I are sitting there going like, "Well, there goes Drury, there goes Martinez. I guess <laughs> Conforto. I, I don't know." And it's not what we're sitting there going like, "They're not. Drury's not making a ton of money. It was like a very like good deal." And I'm like, "Yeah, what's going on here?" And I I here's my thing, right? When the San Francisco beat reporters didn't have any details. They just said canceled, unex- postponed, unexpectedly with nothing and all of them were besides Susan Slusser I put out, a, I think a little bit more information, but like everybody else was basically quiet. I started to look to try to find reports, find details on this Carlos Correa thing and literally zilch at that point in time last night. I, I even put a tweet out I jokingly, like medical report came back cold feet. I actually said that. <laughs> and I, I thought saw. it was more, I thought it was more Carlos Correa saying, you know what? I don't want to be on this team, but I can understand both sides. The San Francisco Giants right now are in a, in, a, in a division where Carlos Correa is not fixing anything anytime soon. They are very far back behind the Dodgers, behind what the Padres are doing. Carlos Correa is not fixing anything this year. And and I don't know if they have an, a, n- enough money to – I don't know if Carlos Correa is going to fill the seats with his, with his jersey power. You know what I mean? Judge Car- could have. Yeah. Oh, Car- Carlos
0: Correa is not Aaron Judge. I should, let's just make that clear on a lot of levels. Now, Carlos Correa is a tremendous baseball player. He is a platinum glove winning defensive player, even though with the Mets, he's not going to be playing the position where he won that platinum glove, but he's an elite defensive shortstop. He is a really good offensive player. I wouldn't call him a great offensive player. He's a very good offensive player. You know, you at 280, you had 25 home runs a year. You drive in 75, 80 runs. You have an 830, 840 OPS, especially at the shortstop position. Very good. No knock. But he's not he's not A-Rod. You know, and forget the steroids. He's not A-Rod coming to the Yankees in 2004. He's not Aaron Judge coming off a 62 home run season. But what he is is a really good baseball player. And here are the other things I don't want to leave out. And I think this matters significantly to us as Met fans because we were signing him for very different reasons than the Giants. We're not signing Carlos Correa to be the face of the franchise. We're not signing him to be the best player on the team. I mean, you could argue you're signing him to be the protection for Pete Alonso we looked for all year last year. You know, that, it's different. It's very different than what the Giants were trying to do and maybe even what Minnesota was trying to do. What the Mets are trying to do is say, we have a really good team. We need to get better. Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, Starling Marte, Brandon Nimmo, those were the rocks that form the top four hitters in this lineup. And McNeil kind of floating around. We need another rock-solid guy. But the other thing about Correa that's very important that should not be overlooked is how effing good he's been as a postseason player. And well, like, try to be rational in judging postseason sample sizes. You know, you don't want to get too nuts off a guy who had a bad postseason, just like you don't want to get nuts off a guy who's had a really good postseason. Carlos Correa's sample size in the playoffs is large. It's half a season. You know, he's played 79 postseason games. And he's at 18 home runs. Do the math. That's a 36 home run season. He's at, he's at 60 RBIs. Do the math. That's a 120 RBI season. He's at an 850 OPS, which I think is a slightly higher than his career OPS. And as we know, you're facing better pitching come postseason. And remember, Carlos Correa, because of injuries that he has not dealt with in a very long time, had a terrible 2018. 2018 was not a good year for Carlos Correa. And if you go back and you look at some of his postseason failures, He had a terrible divisional series in 18. He also struggled in the postseason in 19. But outside of that, he has been a rock solid postseason performer. He's a guy who's not afraid of the moment. That's clear. The edge that he plays with, he plays with an edge. He plays with a flair. He also played as being one of the biggest villains in baseball for a while. As one of the faces of the cheating scandal in Houston. So he is a postseason proven player. He is a winning player. He's a really good player. Now, do I think he's a top five player in baseball? No. But he's a top 10 player? No. But I don't think he needs to be. Not for what the Mets are signing him to be. You know, you're the Giants, and you missed out on Aaron Judge, and you promised your fans, you sold your fans, that this was going to be an offseason, which we would not be denied, and he's your crown jewel. I could see that being very disappointing. Again, he is a good baseball. I, I Here's how I phrase it. He's a very good baseball player. Do I put him in the great category? And I know it's such a weird debate. Very good versus great. He's a very good baseball player. So for the Giants, in being kind of the crown jewel of the team, it's different. For the Mets, with an owner who is now showing us, he don't give a rat's ass about taxes.
1: Taxes?
0: It's like the Allen Iverson ran taxes talking about taxes. He doesn't care. He's not intimidated by the spending. So for us, I think we come from a different perspective on this. We don't have to overanalyze is 10 years smart because it doesn't matter. If it sucks in five years, Steve Cohen's just going to spend more money. At least that's the perception I have. So it's odd. Normally we would do a podcast and we'd have to really break down the finances here. Is it worth it? What's he worth? What about year six? I don't think we have to care about year six or overanalyze the injury concerns because this owner is showing this right now. He doesn't care and he's willing to spend big